not on my watch. You've got to learn to tell the devil that he is defeated and you are victorious. It is a fight, but the battle is the Lord's. But nevertheless, we are called to stand at attention and fight. not a man that he should lie, nor a son of man that he should change his mind. This is the NIV version. Does he speak and not act? Does he promise and not fulfill? This is Numbers 23, 19. Numbers 23, 19. God is not a man that he should lie. Say, God is not a man that he should lie. Nor is he, yes, nor is he a son of man that he should repent. In the new king, in the, in the NIV, it says that he should change his mind. So he's not going to turn, repent, change his mind. God is not going to change his mind. Say, God is not going to change his mind. Does he speak and then not act? Does he promise and then not fulfill? In other words, the things that God has spoken to you, he's going to act upon them. The things that God has already promised you, he's going to fulfill. What has God spoken? What has he promised? Because the things that he has spoken, he's actually going to act upon those things. The things that he's promised you, he's going to fulfill. Do you believe that? Yes. So we have testimonies, and we've heard them. We have promises, and we stand firm on them. We stand firm on the promises of God. And yes and amen is every promise that God has already spoken in his word. Hang on to the scripture. Know that God is not a man that he shall lie. He will not lie. He never does. He is, he is faithful. He will never go against the character of who he is. Amen? Amen. Now we're going to go to Numbers 13. Numbers 13. And the Lord spoke to Moses, and he said, Send men to spy out the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. From each of the tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone, it says, from a leader among them. So the Lord sent them from the wilderness. He sent them children, leaders of every tribe. He, he chose 12 men, one from each tribe, and he, the Lord, said, I want you, Moses, to send these men, send them out to fulfill my word. They're being sent out to fulfill the word. You're being sent out to fulfill the word of God. Just like the 12 leaders, the 12 tribes, the leaders of the tribes, they were sent out to fulfill the word of God. What were they sent out to do? To fulfill the word of God. Go out, spy out the land, right? He said, go out, and he said, spy out the land. Look at what he says in verse 2. We're going to go back to verse 2. He didn't say just go out and spy out the land. He said, go out and spy out the land, which I am giving to you, which I am giving to you, the children of Israel. That means that I'm giving to you. I want you to assess the land that I'm giving to you. Not I might give to you. Not hopefully one day if you qualify will I give to you. But I'm giving you this land. Assess it. Spy it out. Check it out. Assess it. Do you realize that when God says uh, it is yours, you will have to fight the battle, but the battle is the Lord's. But if you stand firm in the foundation of Christ, knowing it's already mine, I'm already victorious, I'm already healed, I'm already in that destiny, it's already fulfilled, uh, that the word of God will not return void. Amen. Right? Did you catch that? Send men out to spy the land of Canaan, which I am giving to the children of Israel. So there's no question right there as to the intent of God. There is no, there's no question, right? The intent of God is, it's yours. You're going to go spy it out for your sake. 
Why would he tell him to go spy out a land that he says I've already given to you? Why do you think God would tell you, I want you to pray, I want you to seer, I want you to see so that you know how to pray over a situation God's already promised you? Why would he do that? Why would God ask you to seek something out, to assess something that he already said is yours? Why would he say healing is in the atonement, but you're sick? Because now that you know his word, which is will, which is his, his testament, right? His will is his testament. When you know his will, you know his word, and you see contrary happening into your life, you see the opposite spirit happening in your life, it is your job to press into the word and say, it is mine, you've already decreed it, I'm going to stand on the word of God, no devil's going to have my, this, this victory, no devil's going to stomp on my parade, as a matter of fact, I'm going to stomp on the devil's head. I am victorious. Your children will be saved. They are returning home. That sickness will leave your home. That sickness has no place in your life. Uh, that restoration that you've been standing and believing and the word of God has already spoken to you and the word says refrain your voice from weeping and your, 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 your eyes from tears for your children will re return from the land of the enemy. Do you not know when you grab a hold of the promises of God, the promises of God are coming to pass. That's what he's telling them. He's saying, listen, it's already yours. It's already yours, children of Israel. It's already yours, but I want you to go spy it out. Why would we have to go spy out something that he says it's ours? Because there are certain spiritual muscles that need to be developed because the, op the, the opposite spirit, the accuser of the brethren, does not want you to win. He does not want you to believe. He does not want you to stand. So he throws everything that he can your way to try to get you to stop believing the will and the promises of God. He does everything that he can. So it's important when God says, this promise is yours. And then he says, go spy out the land. He does that to us all the time. He does that to us all the time. He says, I want you to assess the situation. I want you to seek. I want you to ask. I want you to knock. And the door will be opened. If he says, I want you to seek. I want you to ask. I want you to knock. And then the door will be opened. Why do we have to seek? Why do we have to knock? Why do we have to do these things if the door was going to be opened? Do you ever ask yourself questions like this? Do you ever ask the Lord questions like this? Because the Lord wants you to strengthen your spiritual muscles. Because the Lord doesn't want you to just get the fruit that's on the bottom, on the low, the low fruit. He wants you to reach up for more. Some of you guys are going to walk in carrying those grapes up. Huge clusters uh, that are out of this world uh, because you believed God for the more. And when the spies came back and had a negative report, you didn't listen to that negative report because you were focused on assessing when God said to assess. And when you assessed the situation, you came up with what was good. You came up with what was right. You came up with the word that never changes. Amen? You didn't allow the assignment that came against you to get into your, in your mind, in your brain. You didn't allow that assignment that came against you to get into your heart and your spirit and your emotions. You didn't allow that, oh, but what if, to enter in. Yeah, but I don't know about. You didn't la let that enter in. And if you did for a second, you turned around and said, who do you think you are, devil? Not on my watch. You've got to learn to tell the devil that he is defeated and you are victorious. It is a fight, but the battle is the Lord's. But nevertheless, we are called to stand at attention and fight using the word of God. Amen? Amen. We're called to do this. So the first thing that we notice 
is, is in this promise is the intention of God. The intention of God was already to give them the land. He says, go out, spy the land. I'm already giving it to you. Say it belongs to me. It belongs to me. Okay. They didn't possess it yet. Not in the natural, but it still belongs to them. Maybe you don't possess certain things right now in the natural, but it belongs to me. Say, it's my time of set favor. It is my time of set favor. Some of you just need to get used to hearing yourself saying the word of truth. It is my time. It is my time of set favor. That means that favor was set. It was set over 2,000 years ago, and now you're seeing it, and you're walking it out. It is my time for set favor. That favor is not happenstance. It's not, gee, I don't know how this happened. I guess I just walk in favor. Oh, no, it was set by the king of kings. He's already orchestrated the plans and the path that you're going to walk in. That time is set. It's set by the king, and because you're walking in right standing with him, you're walking right into God's supernatural provision for you. It's true. Today is the day of salvation. As for me and my house, we shall serve the Lord. And you got to get that word coming out of your mouth day by day, moment by moment. The second thing that we see here is he wants you to draw up a battle plan. He wants you to draw up a battle plan. Let's look at Numbers 13. We're going to jump down to verse 17. Verse 17, I'm going to read 17 through 20. And it says, then Moses sent out... Uh, spies. He, he, he called them to send out the spies into the land of Canaan. And he said to them, go up, go to the south. He says, go, go to, go, go to the south, go up to the mountains, see what the lands are like, see whether the people there dwell in it, are, whether they're strong, whether they're weak, whether they're few, whether they're many. What is he telling them? Assess, assess this land. Go, go, go check it out. Not because God didn't know. God already knew. He says, verse 19, whether the land that they dwell in is good or bad, whether the cities they inhabit are like camps or strongholds. In other words, how strong are those people there? Is it a camp ready to be torn down and just ready to run? Or is it a fortified city? Go check it out. Go see what battle you're up against. Whether the land is rich or poor, whether there are forests there or not, be of good courage and bring some of the fruit of the land. Now the time was the season of the first ripe grape. So he said, go out, assess, and I want you to bring back that provision. Go out, assess, and I want you to bring back proof. Go out, assess, and I want you to bring back that fruit so that everyone that hears the testimony will know not only did you go, but the word of God, which is pure, the word of God, which is everlasting, the word of God that will never return void has already spoken and said there's fruit there. Now you're going to go and you're going to get that fruit in spite of the negative report you're going to go get that fruit you're going to bring it back so that everyone will see the faithfulness of God in your life amen the faithfulness of God in your life God is faithful amen and he is always faithful unto us so he tells them go out and assess go and assess he tells us the same thing every day go and assess it are you assessing how do you assess put your armor on put your armor on Make sure that your armor is fully on. Assess that situation. Put your armor on. Hallelujah. So they looked. If you're going to assess something, you're going to look. You're going to strategize, which means you're going to plan. Hmm. What word should I be using on this situation? Ask the Lord, what word do you want me to apply in this scenario? Strategize. It really is that simple. It really is that simple. When you plan, you look, you look over the whole, you know, over the whole scene and you go, okay, Lord, I see what I see. What do you see? How do I combat this? 
What scripture do you want me to utilize in this specific scenario? I mean, any scripture will work. Oh, we get that. But we want to be in, in agreement and we want to be walking in the strength of God. And let me tell you something. God does have a certain specific plan. If he didn't, he wouldn't have told the, the, the Israelites, go and spy out that land. It's yours, but go spy it out. Why didn't he just say, it's yours, relax, let me give it to you, right? Why didn't he just say, relax, you know what? Those kids are coming home. You don't need to lift another. You don't need to lift a finger. You don't need to cry out. You don't need to pray. Those kids are returning home. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. Stop praying. Stop binding the enemy. Don't worry about it. Why would he just tell us just to relax? I've got this. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't strive in prayer. We are to walk in prayer knowing that the victory is already ours, right? We don't get me wrong, but I'm not talking about striving. I'm talking about authority, and I'm talking about standing in your gap so that no, no casualty happens on your watch because you understand something, that in this sphere of heaven, okay, there's a sphere of earth and there's a sphere of heaven. There's activity happening all the time. And so he's saying to us, he's saying, listen, I want you to see not just with your natural eyes, but I want you to see with your spiritual eyes. And so daily ask God to open up your spiritual eyes so that you see what he wants you to see so that you walk in the fullness of it. In the fullness of it. Not just a little bit, but in the fullness of it. And every single one of us are armed with strength to do this. God has armed you with strength, every single one of you. He says, I've armed you with strength for the battle. You're already victorious, amen? Hallelujah. So four things. We're going we're gonna to assess, which means look. If you're writing down, if you're taking notes, we're going to assess, look out. We're looking. Then we're going to strategize, plan. Which scripture, Lord? We're going to plan. We're going to strategize. What scripture is, is your choice, Lord, in this case? Like I said, anyone will do, but ask God. He may just surprise you. It's that scripture that's breathed of God right now for a now moment, right? Three, implement. You're going to implement it. You're going to carry it out. You're going to write it out. You're going to bring it with you. You're going to look at it. You're going to have your eyes gazed upon it. You're going to implement that word that God has spoken to you. And then you're going to prosper. And when you prosper, you're going to bring the good fruit. When you prosper, you're going to bring forth that which God said it was yours from the very beginning. But the giants in the land tried to steal from you. And the negative report tried to tell you it'll never work. And people gathered around the it'll never work. And people chimed in with the sorry, but it's they've gone too far and it's too long and it's too late it's a lie that you will not agree with they had an they had a, we know the story 12 spies right we know that 10 came back with the negative report and two came back with the right report there's a right report there's a wrong report we're going to come back with the right report only two don't give me there's a majority in numbers only two came back with the right report and the two that had the right report, Joshua and Caleb, were the two that actually entered into the promised land. The rest of them had a price to pay for disobedience. Say, that's not going to be me. Say it again so that I believe it. Say it again so the opposite side of the room believes it. Oh, come on. Praise the Lord. That's right. It's not going to be you. That's right. Because we're believing believers in this room. Because we truly take the word of God at, to heart. And we say, Father God, it's only because of the Spirit of the living God living on the inside of us, but because we cling to you, Lord God, you are the strength in me. He is the strength in us. He is the air in our lungs. He's the reason that we're here, but we are sold out. We are sold out. Radical. We are radical because of what he's done. We're so grateful 
So now we believe him at his word. Even though it looks horrible, horrific sometimes, we believe God at his word. And so these four steps, access, strategize, implement, and then prosper. Prosper is a byproduct of what you already did, steps one, two, and three. When you do steps one, through two, and three, when you access, when you look, when you strategize, when you plan, and when you implement, when you carry it out, step four is a byproduct of fulfilling steps one, th two, and three. Amen? Prosperity. Hallelujah. When they returned after the 40 days journey with the, with the good fruit, they returned. And as they returned after the 40 days journey with the good fruit, it was so big, these clusters, so big they had to hold, carry it on a pole, so big. That's the kind of abundance God wants to bring to you. It was so big. When they came back after the 40 days of spying out the land, your coming back, your return, your steadfast spirit in Christ is going to be just like that. That abundance, that cluster that is so big that it takes people more than one to carry it in in other words you can't celebrate on your own when that victory comes because so many people are going to be right there alongside of you celebrating with you for the glory of god is being poured out that victory won't be just for you people are watching your walk they're watching your testimony they're watching what you say they're watching what you do they're watching when you don't know they're watching they're waiting they're believing let's just think about the ones that are believing we know there's plenty that are not let's just look at the ones that are believing with you because those are the people that are going to be rejoicing with you when the provision comes forth when the promise comes forth when that big cluster like the big cl cluster of grapes there was figs there was the, what is that a, what about it's the provision of God. It's God's abundance over your life, over your marriage. It is God's abundance when you stand even though you don't want to, when you stand even though you're tired, when you stand in faith because obedience unto the king is more important to you than your own natural desires and fulfilling something somebody said that came from the pit. There's plenty of that going around people prophesying false things, trying to get you to walk in the flesh. No, be faithful, be true to the word of God. Do the will of God even when you don't want to. Stand. I'm specifically addressing a certain, you know, a scenario right now, but stand. Stand in faith. Stand when it's difficult. Stand. Because God will give you the increase. He'll give you that blessing. There was 10 spies that came with the wrong report. And all of the children of Israel, who do they listen to? They didn't listen to the good report. They listened to the one that appealed to their flesh. It appealed to their fear. It appealed to their unbelief. It's easy to appeal to our unbelief. It's easy to appeal to our flesh. Like when you're not used to walking in the spirit, it's easy. The more that you get used to walking in the spirit, I can testify, and I'm sure many of you in this room can too, the more that you get used to walking in the Spirit, the more difficult it is to appeal to your flesh. Amen. True. The more that you get used to walking in the Spirit, gratifying the things of the Spirit, not of the flesh, listening to the right report, not the wrong one, your spirit becomes so strong and in charge that it is now difficult to appeal to your flesh. How many of you guys used to be able to watch certain movies that you wouldn't even think of? 
not only is it not appealing anymore, but it's actually appalling now. How many of you guys, yeah, like how many of you guys were like, yeah, I used to listen to that song or that kind of music. Not only do you not, have you lost your senses and your taste for it, but it grieves your spirit now. Like you're not just at the middle ground, but you're like, and so this is the, this is the working of God's Holy Spirit in us as we just surrender our lives to him and he changes our very appetite, right? And so the majority, when the reports came back, the negative report, it appealed to the majority. Their spirit man yet had not been built up. When your spirit man is so built up, you don't take that negative report because you've tasted of something that's far, far better. God's divine purposes in your life. You know there's better and you won't be denied. You just won't. You may not always see it right here in front of your eyes, but you know it and you see it in your spirit, man. And you know that you know that you know you will not be denied. And you keep on pressing in and you keep on trusting God and you keep on believing the right report, even if it's not spoken from other people. Speak it yourself. Don't wait for someone else to speak that right report. Speak it yourself. Open up your mouth and say, self, I'm going to prophesy something over you. Listen up, self. How many of you guys have done that? Self, it's time to prophesy. It's time to prophesy the living word of God, the victory your son will live, uh, the victory your daughter is returning, the victory your marriage is turning around, the victory your business is going to take off. Some people just need to say, self, sit on down, junior, because it's time to prophesy to self. It's time to prophesy to self. Look in the mirror. Say, you know what? I'm going to prophesy over you. Listen up and look at yourself. Look into that mirror. Look at your eyes and believe the words that are coming forth through the Spirit of God through a yielded saint of Christ. Amen? Don't wait for somebody else to prophesy something good over you. You do it yourself. And so these, these two, the two that came back with the right report, let's jump down to verse 30. Because they were all believing the negative report. And Caleb, in verse 30, quieted the people. You need to quiet down when you are being bombarded with, don't go there. Ah, don't go there. You might get COVID. Don't go there. You might get sick. Don't go there. Don't go there. It's a woman in the pulpit. Oh, don't go there. I don't know. I think they're practicing witchcraft or something. I don't know what they're practicing, but it's weird. It's off. It's crazy. Don't go there. Some of you just need to shut those voices down and tell them to be quiet. Because it's listening to the wrong voice. It's listening to the wrong voice. So true. Because, you know, that's what happens. When we allow that wrong voice to fester and to be within us, don't think that, oh, it's okay because I'm not going to really believe it. Oh, it's okay. You know, you may have the best intentions. I'm sure some of these Israelites that listened to the wrong report have the best intentions. But when you continue to listen to that wrong report, that wrong report will destroy you. And you're not going to be destroyed when you listen to the word of truth. God's spirit on the inside of you. He speaks truth, right? He says, I've come to give you truth. I've come to give you life, life more abundantly, right? It's, it's the enemy, the accuser of the brethren that comes to kill, steal, and destroy but the Spirit of God will give you life, life more abundantly. But we do have a lot of, uh, many, many believers that don't listen to the Spirit of God. They say they do, but they don't. They say they do. I'm sure that the majority here in the Israelites were, if you were to have asked them, they would say they're listening to the voice of God through their leader, Moses. But they all listen to the wrong voice, so what's wrong with this picture? 
right? But the same is true today. They'll say they're listening to the Spirit of God, but are they? Let's, let's make it personally. We say we're listening to the Spirit of God, but are we? Let's make sure we're listening to the Spirit of God. You know, it's actually a really good thing. It's very healthy. Just every day say, Lord God, am, I want to hear you better than I did yesterday. Lord, fine-tune my hearing today. Lord, show me if there's anything in the way, anything in my flesh that's limiting me from really walking in the fullness of what you have for me today. Show me, Lord God, because I don't want to be caught in that mess. There is a right way and there is a wrong way, and I am committed to you, Lord God. So show me. You know, every day we need to ask God to fine-tune us and that we too would allow him to fine-tune us. Amen? Glory to God. And so he said here in verse 30, Caleb said he quieted the people, first of all, and before Moses, and then he said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able to overcome it. There is power to prevail, church, in you. There is power to prevail in you. In other words, there's power to succeed. He says, we are well able, well able. But the men who had gone up with him said, we are not able to go up against these people. Listen, we've already assessed the land. Let me tell you, there's giants in that land. They're giants. They're giants. They're bigger than us. They're giants in that land. It's impossible. We're going to die. We'll be killed if we go. The wrong voice, the wrong voice. He, after Caleb says all this, we're able, to, we're able to do this, people. They chime up. They go, we are not able. We, contrary to that voice, we are not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we are. There is nothing and no one stronger than the Lord your God. I don't care what sickness, what addiction, what rebellion, what thing comes out in the news, this and that. There is nothing more, more stronger than the spirit of the living God in you. Nothing. So when they start talking to you about you are not going to be able to go into a restaurant and eat if you don't get this, this, this uh, shot. Well, are you kidding me right now? Manipulation. Listen to the spirit of the living God and do what he tells you to do and stop allowing the spirit of intimidation to make your decisions for you. Listen to the spirit of the living God. Don't become a, a pawn in the enemy's hand due to intimidation. And so what if the worst was the worst in your mind? There's worse. There's much worse than that, guys. So you can't go to a restaurant? Wow. I'm so sorry. I pity you. Like, seriously? No. No. No, don't allow whatever's going on to make, cause you to make decisions out of fear. That's my point. Don't allow what's going on around you to cause you to make a decision out of intimidation, manipulation, because that is witchcraft. That's what was going on here. It doesn't list the word witchcraft. It doesn't list the word intimidation and manipulation, but it is what was happening. Mm -hmm.